It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. What's a dress code in the Senate amongst friends, right, Pat? What's a dress code? Why would that be important? Of course we're going to break it down. That's right. The Senate dress code only exists for... The, not me. And, oh, by the way, um, compromise on abortion is the name of the game for one Donald John Trump. Yes, I'm Andrew Coppins. He is Pat Oney, and you are tuned in to Critical Thinking. Good Monday to you, the 18th day of September. Yes, we're over halfway through the month of September. I just don't know where this month went. Oh, wait, it went to hell in a handbasket. That, that's what happened. Because quite literally everything that could go wrong has gone wrong <laughs> for me <laughs> this month, uh, as you know, Pat. Um, I'll, I'll share that when, when the time is right <laughs> with the rest of the public, but uh, holy Moses. All right. All of that out of the way, um, the Senate decides that a dress code is only for certain members, not for others. Well, I shouldn't say members, certain types of people, and not for others. Just going to say that, because technically all the members of the Senate no longer have a dress code. If you are a senator... Or a Senate, well, yeah, I suppose it would just be a senator uh, from the great state of whatever you represent. Um, You no longer have a dress code. And uh, maybe we'll talk about that in the second half of the show, Pat. Because um, the guy who, oh, I don't know, helped us overturn Roe versus Wade, claimed to be the most pro-life president of all time, used the C word this weekend when describing his somehow new position on abortion. And raise your hand, Pat, if you 
didn't see it coming. Oh wait, your it's hands only- your 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 hands not up. So you, I, I, do you mean to? And, and I think the only way that I can deal with this BS is sarcasm right now because um, you mean to tell me that a a man who was a <clears throat> convert to the pro life position while holding pro-abortion positions for the vast majority of, I don't know, about 60 or so years of his life. You mean to tell me that that individual is going to change positions? New position? New position? I just, I'm shocked, Pat. I, I'm gobsmacked, flabbergasted, shocked, nay appalled, that he would change his position. May I ask a question? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because when when Donald Trump was initially running in, in 2016, I, th- I think this was a big question amongst a lot of people on the right of whether or not he's actually pro-life or not. What, were, what was his pivot point on this particular subject? Mm-hmm. And, and I then, think that's a very then, fair that's a very that was a very fair question then and it's a very fair question now because mm-hmm. what what was our assumption back then? Our assumption back then was that that pivot point that everybody who went from one side to the other had some thing, a light bulb moment that made them transition their viewpoint on this issue. One way or the other, by the way. Mm. He didn't appear to have one. And Wait, so now whoa, that he, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, what? He he didn't appear to have that pivot point. I'm sorry, come again? At, at least on this issue. Right? Sorry, I couldn't hear you. Come again? He he didn't appear to have that pivot point on this issue. Now if we fast wait, forward wait, wait, to wait, 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 wait. Uh, No speak English. Okay. Um What do you do you, do you need to go south again? Or? Okay, um, so let, let's fast forward to today before Andrew um, becomes even more of a dork on the show. Um, we fast forward to today, and and what we do know is that Trump has proposed or has at least pushed forward to some level a five-week abortion ban as as early as that right whereas a lot of people i think i saw that from like lila rose or somebody uh on twitter last night as i was looking at this Mm. um i I can't remember who i saw it from but somebody somebody had brought that up and now trump is saying that this is one of the biggest mistakes to have a five or six week abortion ban in in, in key states like ohio florida georgia all that stuff right now hang on before we go too far let's Mm. let trump speak for himself Okay. Mr. President, I want to give voters who are going to be weighing in on this election yeah. a very clear sense of where I think they'll, stand I on think this. they're all going to like me. I think both sides are going to like me. Let, let me what, but what's let going Mr. to have to Mr. happen President, is you're going to have to... Listen, you're asking me a question. What's going to happen is you're going to come up with a number of weeks or months. You're going to come up with a number that's going to make people happy. Because 92% of the Democrats don't want to see 
abortion after a certain period of time. If a federal ban landed on your desk, if you were reelected, would you sign it at 15? Are you talking about a complete ban? A ban at 15 weeks. Well, people, people are starting to think of 15 weeks. That seems to be a number that people are talking about right now. Would you sign that? I, uh, I, would, I would sit down with both sides and I'd negotiate something and we'll end up with peace in that issue for the first time in 52 years. Uh, I'm not going to say I would or I wouldn't. I mean, DeSantis is willing to sign a five-week and six-week ban. Would you support that? You think I, that I goes think too what far? he did is a terrible thing and a terrible mistake. I just, before I blow my gasket, Pat, you first. So where I was going with this earlier is that it would seem to me that on this particular issue, the issue that is probably Donald Trump's crowning achievement as president because I can't, I can't think of something bigger than Roe versus Wade being overturned in my mind. Now that could be me being a little bit biased because that, that's a big issue for me. I I would say but, that and the Abrahamic Accords, the Abraham Accords, and I, and I think that's certainly up there too. I, I I think we could certainly have that debate at some point. I'm okay. just saying this is one of the biggest, if not the biggest, accomplishment of his presidency. Yeah, setting the setting the path of the Supreme Court to allow for this right. to happen eventually. Yes. Right. Absolutely, a hundred percent agree with you. So, so now, now that you are going back on the the stance of which you held during your presidency, um, doesn't this kind of you know negate to some level that accomplishment? You're, you're downplaying your own accomplishment essentially. It's almost like Donald Trump is licking his finger and doing. Oh, you, you, are you what, what suggesting the that wins go? Um, and 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 what's going to get me popularity, especially amongst you know independent voters and and Democrats right now that are um, left leaning, at, at, at the least, uh, considering everything that's going on. How how do I garner up those votes? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I also well, think me... I I also think this, Pat. And I want to get to you to your point in a second, um, because I actually I want to deal with your point because I want people to remember this, and this is Nick Sandman, um, famous for being one of the uh, people with the Make America Great Again hats um, at the March for Life. Back in was it twenty fifteen or twenty sixteen? Might have uh, been March. I don't remember what year it was, but he it was, was twenty sixteen. It was prior to the election. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is a man with bona fides. Okay, I want you to remember this. Okay, as he pointed out, huh? That's odd. I remember being in the crowd when Trump spoke at the March for Life. I commended the president for an amazing speech. He said, quote, we cannot know what our citizens yet unborn will achieve. The dreams they will imagine, the masterpieces they will create, the discoveries they will make. But we know this. Every life brings love into this world. Every child brings joy to a family. Every person is worth protecting. 
unquote. As Nick points out, his positions are incompatible and unacceptable. And, and I bring that up right now, Pat. Because to your point, right, where where we're talking about how does he get here, the the pragmatism, right? That's Donald Trump at the March for Life. Donald Trump at Democratic-controlled media says another thing. What have we also postulated about MAGA Forever? We have also postulated that it is very much a cult. It is the cult of the personality. And I find it ironic because I'm also um, listening to a podcast right now uh, from Noiser um, on Hitler. And it's literally like a, like a biography, right? And what they're doing is they're going through every part of his life. Right, every step along the way, every part of his personal life, his private life, his public life, World War II, Nazism, blah, 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 blah. Every part of it. Okay. One of the things that I was very struck by is that, you know, we th- we think of Nazism as this very rigid ideological thing, right? And it's a set right. of beliefs. And in one case, it's very socialist, fascistic, right? And then it's got the racial component, the pure Aryan component, and the hatred of the Jews and the annihilation of the Jews and all that, right? And the annihilation of religious people of most faith, by the way. Let's be real about that. You can't ignore that when you go to a place like Dachau and you experience what you experience there. When you realize that you've been sold the bill of goods that was just about him killing the Jews, and that was terrible. Yes, it was terrible, but it wasn't just the Jews. But anyway, um, one thing that I've been struck by is the realization that the vast majority of Nazi ideology is really just the cult of personality because Hitler would overlook the hatred of all non-Aryans to do what? ally with, shake hands with, um, trade secrets with the Japanese. In Nazi ideology, they are non-Aryan, right? Therefore, racial purity. What the hell are they doing buddying, buddying with? uh, It was pragmatic, right? It was a way for them to, hey, let's make America fight the two-front war that we're now fighting, right? Let's, uh, Let's watch the the puppet dance a little bit ignoring all of the racial purity and ideological stuff that would have come with Asians they they're they're supposed to not like Asians right based off of Nazi ideology these people should have been in the internment camp or in the concentration camps right the, the, there should have been no alignment only Aryan Right? That's why you look at what they did with Denmark and Norway and Sweden and Finland and um, the Netherlands, right? As they took out took those spaces, right? It was all about uh, more chances to purify quote unquote Aryan Nordic blood, right? 
I don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole. My my point in the matter is it was really the cult of personality. It had less to do with ideological purity. So to go back to where we are today, right? Let me ask a simple question. Does Donald Trump hold any ideological purity? Does Donald Trump have principles? Does Donald Trump have a set of core beliefs, core values, core principles that shall not be infringed? I would argue yes. It's Donald Trump. That's it. Well, see, I, and that's why I would argue no, is because if your principles are yourself, are they really mm-hmm. principles? Right. It's pragmatism. That's really what pragmatism is. It's self-service. Whatever is, so for for as much as we talk about the cult of MAGA, it's really a, just a another version of the cult of personality that exists throughout mm-hmm. the history of humankind. That's been the reality over and over and over again. When you take a look at the history of dictatorships the world over, the vast majority of them are really what? Just the cult of personality masquerading around other things, right? They use that group, that sphere around them, the people that have bought into that cult to cultivate some sort of ideologically pure except for it's not really pure because it's only when it's useful will they turn the spigot on and off, right, of the ideology. When you look at the uh, National Socialistic, you know, German Workers' Party, right, was it really socialist? Not ideologically pure socialism. Was it fascist? Absolutely. But what do we also know about the ideology of fascism? It's literally political pragmatism. The only you can't really define a ten point plan of what fascism is, other than the marrying of state and private together, right? That's really the only ideologically definable characteristic of fascism. It's state, it's public private married together under the control of one individual, right? Ultimately. Again, National Socialist German Workers' Party, right? The Nazi Party, as we take a look at it, it has always been that. And I'm not sitting here comparing Donald Trump to Nazis. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that you have to understand the cult of personality and its existence throughout history. We can look at that. We could look at Pol Pot. We could look at um, Mugabe, right? We could look at tons and tons of of people, Castro, look at Che Guevara, right? Che Guevara had a bent towards communism, but he was very much a pragmatist. He he did what was right for Che Guevara. He ravaged through Central America, the Caribbean, South America, until, uh uh-oh, that pragmatism ran out and he was, what, killed. With Donald Trump, what we are watching here is an individual who I think partly believes that he's got the MAGA Forever crowd in the bag. And MAGA Forever is never going to pay attention to meet the press. They are just going to 
they're going to, well, well, he really just meant, listen to the whole interview, blah, 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 blah. No, what he is very clear on in this segment of a eight or nine minute segment on abortion, what he is very clear on is that he expects both sides to come to the table in some sort of federal compromise. Okay, but again, what did the decision in Jackson versus Dobbs come down to? It came down to the Supreme Court of the United States telling the federal government, no, this goes back to the states. So are they really just going to say, oh, yeah, you know what? We're going to allow that that federal law now to happen where the Constitution doesn't allow for it, according to these people. So it'll be interesting to see that. But more importantly than that, Pat, is he making a bet that Democrats will come to the table and will get something to move us along that path? Or is he making a play towards a subset of people whom he thinks he needs to win this next election? And thus, to your point, licking the finger, putting it in the wind and seeing which way it blows. I think it's that. And thus the cult of personality and pragmatism at work here. This is absolute. Donald Trump is never a pro-abortion or pro-life individual. He is whichever way the wind blows. And then now that he has power of following all of that, right? Those individuals will just ignore their own principles, their own alleged principle conviction on this issue to do what? To take a half bite? Oh, let me have a bite of your sandwich. Let me ask you this question, Pat. For the past 52 years, what have we been told? Time and time and time and time and time again. As pro-life, if you will, pro-life purists. What have we been told? We've been told two things. You're the extreme, right? And it'll never happen. And the third thing that we've been told is, therefore, compromise and try to get something accomplished at a state level or at a, you know, try to get the federal ban on, or federal ban on, on funding for Planned Parenthood and, and take a small bite of the sandwich, right? Don't, don't swallow the whole thing. Don't, no, you're not getting the whole sandwich. This is the same position that we've been dealing with for 52 years at this point. Being told that, well, that's the extreme, and this is the extreme, and that's the extreme, and we've got to be pragmatic about this. Do I agree that politically, sometimes there are absolutely moments of compromise? Absolutely, I do. Absolutely, I do. I think a great example is on budgeting and tax policies, Um federal funding versus state funding and da, da 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 There are plenty of places to be pragmatic, right? There are plenty of places in which you take the W. But we have taken a very large W, and now you want to give it back? For whom? Because 
I want to, I want to show you where we're at pre this statement and maybe post this statement, Pat, because somebody brought this up to Steve Dace. Uh, uh, I think it was on the 15th and I'm just going to put it here. Got a question for at Steve Dace show. Did Trump get us a Supreme Court that overturned Roe v. Wade? Got the economy humming, opened up oil and gas drilling. How many children are being saved right now due to the overturn, overturned of Roe v. Wade? That should be overturning of Roe v. Wade, but whatever. You want to bash him on vaccine that he never mandated, but governors like DeSantis did mandate, however short-lived it was. The apology you all are seeking is from the vaccine manufacturers who lied to everyone. While it might seem to make sense to you to go after Trump to most of us, it seems you have forgotten a lot of history and a lot of babies who are getting to live right now. Here in Kentucky, there are zero abortion clinics operating in daylight anyway. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. How many of them are operating in Chicago? Tons, I would imagine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, did you know Same that the, the abortion uh, the abortion industry here is is lapping it up in the life of uh, of let's just put it this way I, I, the opening to Ducktales remember that Pat the the uh, the um, cartoon show yeah I remember mm -hmm. and what do we see right we see the rich uncle dive into the and the kids diving into the, the piles of gold coins, right? Yep. That's what the abortion industry here in Illinois is doing. Right over the border of Kentucky, right over the border of Missouri, right over the border of Iowa and Wisconsin and, and every other piece in between. They're raking in the dough. Weird. It's an industry that takes money. So congratulations, Kentucky. You've saved a few children's lives. How many of them are coming over that border and, and still dying? That was the 15th. So we're supposed to applaud, applaud Donald Trump on the 15th for, for Roe v. Wade, right? And then... Eschew all of the stuff that we know. And by the way, DeSantis never once mandated the vaccine. 
by the way. There was never a mandate of anything. And, oh, by the way, he banned mandating from local, state, county governments. He did Nobody. lock down for a time, but that's yeah. what he did. For, I think, till the end of May, right? I think it was June 1st or so that they opened everything up. The beaches were wide open. Everybody, you know, including J.P. Pritzker, I mean, Fred Flintstone, I mean, J.P. Pritzker, uh, family decided to motivate themselves to either Wisconsin, their lake house up there, or their beach house in Florida so that they could live a life full of freedom, right? And personal choice to do whatever the bleep they wanted to do while he locked us down. But that's neither here nor there. The point of the matter is this. There's your cult of personality, right? There it is. Fealty. How dare you? How dare you suggest that he's not the most pro-life president of all time? Three days, two days later. Uh-oh. Um, um, well, well, you, you have to compromise. We've been asking for one thing, one small thing from Team GOP for the last, I don't know, 10 to 15 years, Pat. Defund Planned Parenthood on the federal government level. Still hasn't happened. Yep, still waiting, right? Yeah. We How, how long ago was Roe versus Wade overturned, Pat? Uh, about like, a year uh, and a half. Two years ago? Almost, yeah, at mm -hmm. least 18 months ago. Still waiting. What? We, we got the bat signal from the Supreme freaking court. Donald Trump won't put his mighty phone to his ear and make the calls that he magically made to Marjorie Taylor Greene, right? You won't make them to Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell to tell them. Oh, that's right. M Mitch McConnell represents which state again? That that. Oh, Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky. Right yeah. where there's there's that that great sense of abortion. Getting rid of it, right? Hey, Mitch. There's a way that you could show this, right? There's a way that Donald Trump could show this, not just. Well, I I. I got lucky and hired the right people for the job of the Supreme Court. It's to actually do something that is really pro-life. Because as much as Jackson versus Dobbs now sets a new precedent, it could be, wait, oh, it could be overturned, right? So... Your pragmatic brain says we've got to compromise, right? Question for you, Pat. What, 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 what's the uh, compromise? I don't know, maybe six weeks, 15 weeks. So what's the difference? Ron DeSantis figured out what? I'm at least going to get us halfway there. Living on a prayer. So 
you attack. So on the one hand, you say you've got to be pragmatic, right? You've got to compromise. We've got to do something. We're going to get into a room, Democrats and Republicans, and then screw, I mean, um, we're going to compromise. Um, and then on the other hand, Pat, Ron DeSantis, six weeks, that's terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible. Sorry, the records skipped there. Um, what are we even doing? So compromise good when it's Donald Trump speaking compromise. Compromise bad when it's, oh, it's because the tea leaves suggest that uh, doing what, Pat? Oh, that's right. Um, some people don't like six weeks. They like 15 better. Now, I will fully acknowledge that I am on the team of abortion is murder from the day of conception to the day of birth. And then it becomes just plain old murder. That, that's where I'm at. And I fully acknowledge that I might not be in the popular position when it comes mm. to the polling on this issue. And will I, would I prefer one thing over the other? Would I, would I love to see just a full on out? Nah, we're good. We're not, we're not killing babies. Absolutely. I would. Does a six week ban on abortion sound pretty good to me? Yeah, it does. It's a win. It's a really good win. We're not even talking about banning third trimester abortions here. Right? We're talking about first six weeks. That's when the heartbeat happens. Uh-huh. I, so I, I'm, I'm with you on this in that I have the unpopular opinion that abortion is just wrong no matter the age. No matter the age. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I don't care about pragmatism. I care about what doing what's right. Mm-hmm. That's now, not what's happening here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, Pat, I just have one other quick question for you. Mm. This is an issue that's always going to be polarizing, right? Abortion. It always will be. Yes. It always okay. will be. Yes. Mm-hmm. So from a pragmatic political standpoint, okay. I, I just have one final question for you. If abortion is an important issue that you're going to be voting on, like it's in your top two, three issues that matter to you one way or the other, however you plot this on your path, does anybody casually just vote on this issue? No. Well... I say this because the people who claim that they want the six week or the 15 week, right? Mm-hmm. When you dive into those individuals, where do the vast majority of them actually stand on this issue? Right. And I, that, that was, this was actually going to be my next point is that I think you would, I think people would generally be surprised that most people who claim to be pro life aren't really as pro life as you think they are. They, they're pro life at the ballot box. But do they do much else? Mm-hmm. And then, and then when they allow pragmatism to and compromise to creep in on this issue, which, by the way, when it comes to life, there should be no pragmatism. There should be no uh, politics. There should be no uh, compromise on this issue. There shouldn't be any. 
Right. Killing a baby is killing me, a baby. Let me flip the script from our position to the other side. Mm. To the suburban elite, to the suburban soccer mom crowd that never voted for Donald Trump really to begin with, right? Who absolutely despised him in the 2020 election. That really was the group that, that lost him this election. When you take a look at it, it was white yeah. suburban soccer moms. Okay. Super liberal soccer mom, by the way. Right. Yes. Those kind of moms. That a good chunk of them are pro-abortion. Okay. Right. Yep. What do they see Donald Trump as? Who do they see? Is he the hero, the villain, the anti-hero, the anti-villain? Is he the sidekick? He's the villain who put the overturning of that precious abortion right out to pasture. Question for you. Are they going to cut him any slack? Are they going to say, you know what? I'm cool with, like, you know, banning abortions at some point in time. I'm going to compromise my pro-choice values here. It's not happening. It will not happen. They will not change their view on this. Now, um, because a lot of them too, by the way, are mm-hmm. abortion up till birth. That, so that, no, that is part of where I was going to go with this is that once you push that crowd, the vast majority of them end up with yeah, out the birth canal, you could still abort that baby. What? Say, but that's a fully formed human ready to be out the birth. Right. Canal. What the hell? So here's the reality, Pat. There is no such thing as a pragmatic abortion voter. Voter, They don't exist. Because if you are voting on the issue of abortion, if this is number one, two, or three on your list, right? Okay. You're already an active person on this issue. You are not on the sidelines if abortion is something you are paying attention to. Now, there might be a subset of people who are not thinking of abortion and don't have it on their brain and and haven't fully formed one opinion or over the other. And, and maybe there's this group that just, you know what, let's compromise and get it out of here. I hate talking about this issue, right? I don't like it. I don't want to deal with it, right? Maybe there's that group that exists out there. Is that the group that wins you an election? No. no. I'm gonna I'm gonna say something that Steve Day said on this issue. There is no suburban woman who has proven three elections in a row that she can't stand Trump, who will now look at him differently because he's gone full etch a sketch on baby killing. So either he's getting some seriously stupid advice. Is it just this seriously stupid about abortion politics himself? Or this is what he actually believes about state sanctioned murder. Quite literally, as he puts his finger to the wind, right? I have a question for you, Pat. What voter, what what group is he attempting to win over here? It doesn't exist. It doesn't. 
he he is getting speaking of terrible terrible advice on this issue because it turns out that activating the people that are behind you right on this issue is really smart and you know what would get people to go and vote for Donald Trump more than before Donald Trump standing and saying screw you to the media screw you life is important i am going to side on the the i'm going to err on the side of protecting life at all costs but that's too extreme there is not a single person who believes in pro-abortion. There is not a, let me say this very clearly, for those in the back, there is not a single person who holds a pro-abortion view, not one, who is suddenly going to vote for Donald Trump because he's willing to compromise. This is life versus death. And the side of death will not compromise, okay? Oh, you know what? We get the, the right to kill just for a small portion of the time. That sounds really great. Sure, they might couch it on, in the language of, well, you know, they get to, we get to make a choice for 15 weeks. We get to sit on this for a little while. And, and then we have the right to do that. This is the side that is so unserious that they believe that medical necessity to terminate pregnancy, right? For health of the baby or or for that baby to wait for it, not become toxic to the mother. Or, and by toxic, I mean they're already dead in the womb, right? And they can create issues for the mother that that somehow is an abortion, right? These are the, this is how unserious this crowd is. Nobody suggests banning that. Not a single person. Not anybody. But those cases, I mean, are also incredibly rare. Yes, they are the edge of the edge of the edge. But they will use that as the cudgel, but... But here we are already saying, yeah, we're totes cool with giving up our position to appease those who want to murder. You ain't appeasing anybody. There's not a single person who says abortion uh, and access to that abortion is important that you will win over with this position. Not a single solitary soul will say, awesome. I'm voting Donald Trump in this election. And, and here you are with your crowning achievement as president, basically going back and negating that, that achievement by saying, hey, other side, uh, if you give me some votes, um, I know you hate me, but give, give, me, give me some votes and I'll, I'll uh, compromise with you on this issue. But that's basically what this is. And I love the, the imagery of the Etch-A-Sketch. Etch Right. Oh yeah, that was that was brilliant. Mm -hmm. That's great, because here's the other thing, right? This this style, right? It's not only immoral to me. It's godless. 
Because you cannot live a life for the Lord. You cannot live a life of service to God, right, in fear of God and in love of Jesus Christ. You cannot do those things and do what, Pat? You cannot be those things and just etch-a-sketch your way through life. There's literally a path. There's literally... Now, life is not always black and white. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is that the things that are black and white, you just don't get to switch on and off and, and go around. Right. And, and No. Either you've committed mortal sin, bigly, to use a term from Donald Trump, or you haven't, right? And when you commit those bigly mortal sins, you've got a long road to hoe for repentance, for forgiveness. You, this, this is how... There's no ambiguity on Ron DeSantis's position here, by the way. None. He would have loved a full-on abortion ban. Absolutely he would have. But what did he do in the state of Florida? He didn't negotiate with the other side. He didn't. That's the thing here. He didn't negotiate with the other side. He said, we've got to get something on the books here in the state of Florida so that we have something to work from. Because in the state of Florida, they had no law regarding abortion. I believe that to be the case. And if they did, it was very ambiguous at best. So what did they do? What, did, what was his position on this issue? I'm signing this because this is the beginning, not the end. And that's the point. That's the difference between these two. Let's say that Donald Trump signs a six-week abortion ban federally. That's the end of the issue for him. End of the road, I'm washing my hands of the abortion issue. Fend for yourself, right to life. Which, which as you've heard me say this, and I, and I know you're the same way, if you're pro-life, did, did the pro-life movement stop with the overturn of Roe versus Wade? Hell no. No. It stops when abortion becomes unthinkable. Yes, but when it becomes so most... morally repugnant, so societally terrible that those who provide it, those who want it, don't even go down that road. It's not about hangers and back alleys and blah, blah, blah. No. It's about simply we, we've now led a culture of life. Now, flip side of all of this is the wholly unserious United States Senate. Um, <clears throat> Chuck Schumer has let us know that there are peasants and senators. And the senators shall not have a dress code. But the rest of the plebs, you better be wearing suits and ties and business attire for the females. No dress code in the Senate. Now, you might say, well, that's really stodgy of you, Andrew. And, and why do you care? 
I don't necessarily care about dress code, okay? What I yeah, care but, about is Chuck Schumer telling the world that there are different rules for the people who <clears throat> represent the states than there are for the people that are, quote-unquote, serving the senators. Yeah. Mind you, I'm I'm personally, for me, I'm old school on this. I expect a certain level of professionalism from those that are supposedly representing me in the House and Senate. That goes for the Lauren Bears of the world, too, by the way. Yes, yes, it does. Um, so, you know, when I when I see somebody like, you know, John Fetterman going to uh, up to speak in the Senate and he's wearing a hoodie and shorts. And by the way, this isn't about John Fetterman and his stroke and all of no. that. It's no. not about his motor ability, by the way. No. Could you could you go with this? Um, a casual, like, button-up shirt with a sport coat over it? Yeah, something like that would be fine. Have at it, Hoss. Yeah. Literally in it, his case. But my, my, my point is this, is that how am I supposed to take you seriously? Yeah, I don't... You don't even take yourself seriously. Right. Right. It... Not only that, but if if I could make an argument that there is a house or a side of the U.S. Capitol that this should apply to, it's probably the House of Representatives. Why? Because it's our direct representative. And our society yeah. has been yeah. what? More casual, more casual, more casual as time has gone by. And this debate happens within the realtor uh, community as well. There are people who absolutely will never allow their team members or anybody else to not wear a suit or business attire. There are those who just don't care. I'm of the, depending on the client um, side of things, because there are clients who just simply don't care. Right. Okay. There are clients who don't see it as a symbol of your status as a realtor, whether you've got the, you know, $5,000 suit or the $100 suit off the rack at Nordstrom Rack. Right. They don't care. But for me, I at least make the attempt, right, to dress with a nice shirt and sport coat, maybe some jeans if it's going to be really hot outside, right? Um, you know, maybe once in a great while I'll show up with shorts to, uh, to something that doesn't actually involve the client, but very rarely will you see that. You'll see people just wearing golf shirts and shorts, on showings and all sorts of stuff. But when I see a real tour at a million dollar listing, right? In that, I don't take them seriously, right? I don't. Nor, nor do most clients. There's an expected level based upon kind of what you're dealing with as to what level you represent. So why, why do people care about the car a realtor drives? Lots of people do. Why? Because it's somehow a status of how well you are doing in the business. Except for I would rather drive a good car, save my money, than drive a fancy, you know, uh, Mercedes-Benz new, you know, new toy at $75,000, $90,000. I would much rather spend $25,000 on a vehicle, $30,000 on a vehicle, right? You can't even do that now, though. Oh, I know. I, but my, you know what I'm saying? 
Mm-hmm. So I get your point of the professionalism here. My problem is that they, the, the, the rules are only applying one direction now, and it's the right. plebes that serve the senators. And I use senator as a sarcastic play on words here, folks, just so you're aware. I, I got, apparently I sarcasm is lost on a lot of people these days. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I just want people to understand this. They're willing to bend the rules for one member, one member of the Senate because it's on their side. They wouldn't do it for, I don't know, let's say ditch in his stroke-like behavior or concussion, post-concussion syndrome behavior, if you're to believe the doctor. They weren't willing to do that for him, but now John Fetterman gets special treatment. No, if you if you can't fit the role, if you can't abide by the rules, right? Well, now he can fully participate on the Senate floor. Well, um, what was stopping you before, bro? Oh, your personal dress code, your personal style. I I just what the f is going on. I just, I don't understand it. I really don't, Pat. I, I just, it's not about, well, no, there should be expectations. And that's the problem in our society. It really is. It's part of the problem is that there are no expectations. There are no, and, and I hate this because I, I wonder out loud sometimes, is this just my grandpa? And grandma going, what the hell's going on in our society from like the 1960s? Hmm. I don't believe that because I believe that, yeah, there was the hippie counterculture, but it was a counterculture, meaning there was a whole culture that was antithetical to it, right? Our culture today is just casual. We're the culture culture because we have expectations, principles. We believe in God. We believe in family. <coughs> That's, by the way, counter counterculture to the left. It takes a village. No, it doesn't. It takes a village because there are parents who are unwilling. Oh, wait. There are also parents who don't have any expectations of themselves. Or more importantly, society doesn't have expectations of parents. And the key word there is parents, not parent. I just, what are we doing? Come on. Like, of all the things the Senate has to take on, this this is the pressing need. With that, Pat, your final thoughts on today's show. Don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. And Donald Trump needs some serious, serious repentance. Also, is he Scrooge McDuck in the human form? Please be smart, be safe, be kind. Make sure you eat all of your meals today. And as always, Matthew 547. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.